This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 26th of May. In your Squeeze today, culture, the hot topic in Parliament House, Melbourne's COVID cluster, the politics of Belarus and Samoa, and tonight's the night to look up. This is your Squeeze today. Big week in Canberra, Clare. Parliament is sitting, so heading there first today. It was back in February when former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins came forward to allege she was raped by a colleague in Parliament House. Yesterday, the Australian Federal Police said they'd received 40 reports about 19 incidents involving Federal MPs and staff in the time since. Not all of those incidents are sexual in nature. The Federal Police Commissioner, Rhys Kershaw, said yesterday. He said, though, that they do involve sensitive investigations that have an elected member, a journalist or someone of significant interest attached to them. Uh, A lot of those investigations are being undertaken by state and territory police now. Uh, But he said that there were some also that had already been investigated and dismissed. As part of that fallout from Brittany Higgins coming forward, she also accused staff in the Prime Minister's office of backgrounding against her partner. That's basically when a journal is briefed on something, but without attaching a source to it. Now the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison's Chief of Staff, John Kunkel, has finished an investigation into whether this did occur. And what the report that was released yesterday said was that he did not find that negative briefing had taken place. There's been plenty of people saying that that doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't happen, just that he didn't find that it had happened. Uh, On the Brittany Higgins case, the Federal Police Commissioner also yesterday said that his investigation uh, into her claims are coming to an end and that a brief of evidence is likely to be handed to prosecutors in coming weeks. As for For what Labor says about all of this, Senator Katie Gallagher, who was in a committee hearing yesterday talking to a lot of these people about a lot of the things that are going on, uh, said that any of the probes that are being conducted either by the Prime Minister's department or the Prime Minister's uh, own office really aren't independent and that they need to be better shored up. To round this one out, there's also a report by the Prime Minister's Department into the process of handling staffers' complaints. That's been handed to the Prime Minister and recommends an independent system and face-to-face training. There's also another review, Claire, led by Sex Discrimination Commissioner Kate Jenkins. That's an independent inquiry into the workplace culture in Parliament House. That's due to report in November. To Melbourne now, where yesterday five new cases of locally acquired COVID took the cluster in the city's north to nine. A man in his 60s is believed to be the source of the cluster. They're not sure, though, still, Claire, how he got the virus. And that's a real concern to officials there, as you can imagine. They really want to know how this cluster has got from a case uh, potentially a few weeks ago to now having nine in the city's north. One of those cases attended the Collingwood versus Port Adelaide game on Sunday. Uh, Officials are now contacting those who were nearby in the stands. As for the knock-on effects, of course, we know that that's what happens when cases arise. There's restrictions 
areas for Greater Melbourne that have been reintroduced. That includes mask wearing and also limits on how many people can gather. I guess the question everyone has is whether a lockdown is on the cards and what's going on with state borders? So far, no lockdown, though it hasn't been ruled out. The state borders remain open. There's some asterisks if you're in certain parts of Melbourne, though. And the travel bubble between New Zealand and Victoria has been suspended until Friday. Alrighty, Claire, over to Belarus. We talked about this one yesterday, but a quick recap. On Sunday, authorities in Belarus forced a passenger flight that was travelling over the country to land so that they could arrest an anti-government journalist on board. It's something many leaders around the world have said is hijacking, and now European leaders specifically have acted. Yeah, they met yesterday morning, and what they're going for is a tightening of sanctions on Belarus. They're also looking to stop airlines from the European Union from flying over its airspace. If you have a look at a flight map of Europe at the moment, it's absolutely fascinating. There's a big hole where Belarus is and you can see it on the map. So that is already in train. Lots of context to this one, including the fact that months of protests began in Belarus last year after a presidential election, which returned the president, Mr Lukashenko, to office for a sixth term. That result was widely considered to be rigged. As for that journalist that we're talking about, Roman Protasevich, well, he was part of organising those protests. So safe to say the president is not much of a fan. From Belarus to Samoa, Claire, we're really getting around the world this week. (laughs) And after two months of political stalemate last week, the Supreme Court ordered that the current Prime Minister's reign is over after 22 years and Samoa's first female Prime Minister, Fiame Naomi Mata'afa, should be instated as leader of the country, something she's not been able to do because she's been locked out of Parliament, so she can't be sworn in. So she's taken matters into her own hands. She has. She held her own swearing-in ceremony uh, in a makeshift tent. Uh, It really does underline just how crazy things have got there when it comes to a transition of power after a court, uh, as you say, did rule that Mata Arfa should be the Prime Minister. Uh, What the former party of power say is that it's all a joke, that the swearing-in is illegitimate, Uh, that stalemate doesn't look to have been broken yet. Fellow Prime Minister in the region, Jacinda Ardern of New Zealand, said on Monday the results of the election should be respected. All right, Claire, I reckon this one's going to resonate with a fair few people out there. Misonphonia is when you have an emotional reaction, usually extreme anger, to specific (laughs) sounds like chewing or tapping. (laughs) And I totally get it. It's irrational. Like you feel like you're out of control when someone just drives you so far (laughs) up the wall because of the way they chew. I know I have a a friend, um, hopefully she's not listening to the podcast, but her jaw clicks (laughs) at certain times when she chews and you really just want to say just stop it but you can't so the, the real the real story here is that you have misophonia <laughs> yeah this really speaks to me this story but there's good news there's researchers from uh, Newcastle University who reckon they know that there is that neural link in your brain and what it is is because that part of your brain that gets very angry with the way people chew or slurp or make 
make a sound that you just can't handle is actually linked to the area uh, that produces those sounds, so mouth or throat muscles. So it's one of those really interesting things. They say now that they think there's a link, they might be able to cure the anger that goes with the reaction. That's right. It's it's about controlling the emotional response, I think. That's Newcastle (laughs) University in the UK. And from here, researchers are hoping, as you say, that they can treat it. That sounds necessary for some people like yourself, Claire. There's stories about people not being able to bear to be around family members due to their intense rejection of what are some pretty normal bodily noises, I would have thought. But there you go. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Claire. Tonight is the night to look up. There's a blood supermoon and total lunar eclipse happening. For most of us around Australia, you'll be able to see it. And Australia actually has premium seats to this one. It's a big one. And if you can get out and about and just have a look at what happens at the right time, go for it. We've got a link in the email, Kate, no doubt. You'll put that in the episode notes as to when that's happening around Australia tonight. Yeah, sort of depending on where you are, any time from 7 o'clock to, to 9, 10 o'clock. It happens when the Earth comes between the sun and the moon and it's going to be quite a few years before we get to see one again. So it's worth a look. Any other squeeze the days from you, Claire? It's National Sorry Day today. No doubt there'll be uh, activities happening around the country on that as well. Plenty more information on what's happening around the country and around the world today in our daily news email, The Squiz Today. Speaking of it, if you haven't signed up, it might be worth doing so. It drops at 6am along with our podcast. It gives you links to more reading on more topics. You can sign up by visiting our website, thesquiz.com.au. That's all from us today. Until tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.